0: what was I gonna say oh right so the first one of the things I do in the episode is I do like a fake phone call yes I'm I right. Can you see this. <laughs> hello hey um Charisse, it's it's Ipokun from from home oh hey girl how are you I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I was just thinking, do you want to come onto the podcast today?
1: I would love to. This was not planned at all. Spontaneous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what you mean by that, but uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I guess. Well, uh, yeah, oh, let's go. <laughs> oh my god,
1: I love that little guy. I love it. It's good.
0: yeah Um, it's so weird
1: time is so weird right now i don't get it
0: honestly at one point i was i was actually like today i was saying oh i was just i don't know what it was i was like yeah this has been a long year and then i realized oh no their new year has started (laughs) (laughs) don't
1: even say that because literally we're not getting out of this pandemic for a while longer
0: It's it's actually really mad i was looking at i don't know you know the live feeds from um number 10 that pop up on youtube I saw Matt Hancock say something about like we can see, we're like we're almost out of this, guys. And then right next to that, there was like an alert for how many new deaths had oh happened in the past few days. Today was the highest death day today, right? And I was like, "He's so God, annoying." These are two conflicting statements. You're saying like we're almost out of the woods, and we've had like the highest deaths deaths reported. So I
1: mean, it's not even this? it's not even midnight, and there's been like 1,820 deaths today. Yeah. which is like
0: wild actually so,
1: it's wild yeah. because like I feel like the more like quite a lot of people in the last two weeks that are close to me have experienced people that have passed away from you know, coronavirus and it's like it doesn't it doesn't really um obviously we all understand the importance of it but I feel like until you see someone that you love directly affected by it it doesn't hit you in the same way and it's just like raw like this is actually not right like this is mad that we're still in this situation a year later Mm. but there's there's always light at the end of the tunnel like you have you have to hold on to hope because otherwise you'll you'll just go down a really dark hole so
0: Mm.
1: it's gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be okay no it is it is
0: yeah yeah I feel like I'm a forever an optimist, so yeah, even so. when I'm even when I'm in a shitty place, I'm like, "But something's good gonna something's good's yeah, gonna it happen. Will. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." Yeah, it just Maybe
1: feels we'll, like this. Yeah,
0: sorry, I what? Know.
1: What have you been doing during lockdown to keep yourself occupied and um, doing any anything fun?
0: Workout video. <laughs> it, I, no, that sounds like such a humble brag. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I started <laughs> when I had my old job, like I was stu- I was getting into like this really bad rut where I'd wake up and I'd open my laptop straight away. And it was just I, I just feel like and then I close my laptop at like six o'clock, and then I'd just open my other laptop and start oh watching that video. so like this continuous cycle cycle of laptops. So what I started to do it was like my friend one day was like, You need to stretch. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I've been sitting on the chair all day. I haven't stretched. Yeah. So um I opened up one of these workout videos and I was like, yeah, sure. And it started to feel good. And I was like, is this what people be talking about when they're like working out? The dolphins,
1: baby. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> the dolphins you be talking about. And so I was like, yeah, I can keep doing this. And it just became a thing where like every day before work, I do 30 minutes. And it, started to, feel just, it started to feel really good. I took like this break at one point. I think I just, I think I was just going through something. So it kind of like, Stopped and then I started again, and it's just been kind of my little release. Um, and then I got a camera as well, so I'm doing like a little bit of filming and Sick. like taking some pictures, which has been nice, but mainly it's been Netflix. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I got into Hamilton a few weeks ago, so that's kind of been my thing too. I've never watched it honestly. If you ever have a chance to borrow someone's Disney Plus, or like it's the best thing, I love musicals, so it's like it's musicals and then there's also like black and brown faces and I'm like yes I'm
1: just,
0: and it's oh gosh, I'm in my gosh did you oh.
1: watch um, Bridgerton?
0: yeah did you? I loved it did you, know you what? watch it? I, you know what I've I was it's been a dry few months I'm, as I'm sure everyone everyone knows it's been a dry few months for us all so I was watching and I was like these sex scenes are rude first of all they're very
1: sexy aren't they I mean yeah oh my god cover your eyes mum seriously oh oh, wait you watched it with your mum? oh I didn't know the extent we basically (laughs) over new years we watched it it all in one day so we just like did like a binge watch and then when it got to like the last few episodes where there was like quite a lot of sex I was like this is so embarrassing but also I've got this far I'm not about to I'm not about to not watch it so
0: I was sitting, I think at one point I don't know what episode it was It was, um oh do you know that episode, I think it was episode 6, episode 5 Where there's like a montage of sex So yes. I mean spoiler alert if you haven't watched it before But there's like a whole montage of sex Between the Duke and Daphne And I don't know what it was But I think like a signal went off in my head And I just like paused it Because I was watching on the TV downstairs And I was like, I'm going to take this to my room
1: And I went upstairs
0: and I opened the laptop And then the first few minutes in, it was like sex I was like, oh shit I made the right choice Yeah. And I was like that whole episode I was and and then that's why I say they're very rude because I'm like you know we're all just in a lockdown we're going to most of us are going through a dry spell and then m- just butt cheeks ass everywhere everybody's enjoying but me sure <laughs> great but yeah no I really enjoyed Bridgerton it was really good I don't know what they're gonna do with season two but I love yeah, Shonda Rhimes like everything from the Ryan.
1: yeah she's amazing and it was also like it made me feel really empowered like as a black woman seeing like black faces kind of in in that scenario because that's not something you get to see often and I just thought like if I was younger if I even got to see a glimpse of like a black person black people in like royal settings like it it would have made me feel so different like as a young woman growing up so I think it's sick like I love seeing it I love seeing more representation like it's so important
0: What about um the colorism debates? Because I've had a lot of discussions about that, and I feel like I say that again, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was saying what about um the debates around colorism? Because I've had a lot of discussions around that with Bridgerton's good in terms of like seeing a lot of black faces on screen, but there's clearly like um. A divide in the sense that a lot of the dark skinned characters don't have any speaking lines and then a lot of the black characters are either mixed or lighter dark skinned yeah. and I was like I noticed that like the first episode because like the queen has her handmaidens and um, a few of them are like black girls and then they don't speak at all and then like the other black characters are like lighter. and I was like I'm noticing this at the same time I, I kind of want to enjoy this so I'm going to carry on watching and see what happens and it didn't change that and I was like mm, yeah okay I'm, it's hard you can't once you've
1: noticed it you can't unnotice it yeah. um, I agree that there's still a long way to go a hundred percent this is just like a good step in the right direction but yes I, I feel like in general like there's dumb, like darker skin actresses and actors aren't celebrated in the way they should I think Daniel Kalua who is like the ultimate babe said in an interview something like how he always gets pigeonholed in these, like, same type of roles. And I think it's so evident. Um, yeah, and it, I guess it is a shame. Now now I don't want to watch Series 2. <laughs> for fuck's sake, look what you've done.
0: <laughs> yeah, are just opening people's eyes. No, but, it's,
1: yes. it's true. It's just, I don't know, like, I feel like there's more black women now kind of, like, making it for themselves and starring in it, like Issa Rae, London Hughes like those kind of entrepreneurial females. And I think what we're going to see is more of that, which I don't necessarily think there's a ba- is a bad thing because ultimately what it would mean is that black people of all shades will have more of a stake in the film industry, hopefully in Britain as well as in America, because I see that more on Netflix as opposed to in Britain, apart from Rap Man, who's like really doing his thing. Um, so... I always feel like slow and steady wins the race. And I feel like that's what we're seeing here. Like slowly, 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 we're seeing more black men and black women taking a step back and building things really slowly, but they're they're building empires. So ultimately that's going to benefit a lot more black actors in the long run. So I think that's really exciting and like a good way to look at it as well.
0: Yeah, that is a good way to look at it. Because I definitely, I think when I think of, black shows or black tv my first thought isn't like bbc or itv it's mostly netflix and online which i mean uh, it's still great but i yeah. definitely still want to see like people building on like traditional forms of media as well because That's we amazing. deserve to have our faces on traditional forms of media okay. but yeah a lot of the people i look up to like Issa ray and ava duvernay like shonda rhimes as well it's like I really admire them for like building their own and yeah. having like their own empires. Like Shonda Rhimes had her own day on TV when she was at ABC. Like Thursday was Shonda Day. Like I remember all the promos I used to see when I was like illegally streaming yes. um, American television. <laughs> they were like Thursdays a Shonda, and I was like, I love this. I want a day on TV. I want a day named after me on TV. And it's like, it's just it's it's amazing. I mean, I definitely, I'm never one to think. I'm always like positive, negative. So even though I'm seeing this work, I'm still like, yeah, the UK still has a long place to go. I mean, America still has a long place to go, but if the UK definitely still has a long place to go, in the sense that a lot of black actors feel, not even feel, just can't get as much recognition here until they've gone to the United States, okay. or they have as many opportunities here. And I'll never it's, understand it's, that. I, mean, I I think you know, I actually don't know. I, I, I sometimes I think about it and I'm like, is it just that? I mean, obviously racism, but, like, mm. everything is so steeped in this. This is the way we've done things traditionally. Like, I feel like a lot of people at the head of TV or, like, broadcasting never want to take a chance or make a change. Or, like, it takes a lot and they feel like, though there can only be one at a certain moment or, oh, it's not the right fit right now.
1: I think it's a lot of, like, um, one of my episodes of Interconnected Voices black voices collection I talked to a filmmaker called Avon, who's a black man super talented guy and he basically said how you know being a black man in film you don't know the people because of your your um a lot of those connections a lot of white filmmakers are bought in three family connections or friends of family that hire class elite They're all friends of friends of friends or I'll loop you in with John, whatever. But when you're a black man, you just don't know those people. Um, And I think that is really hard to get access to funding to get in front or next to the right director. Like You have to do a lot more than your average white man. And I think that is why it's so hard for black filmmakers to really, really break through. Like you can break through But like, are you really going to be able to become a gatekeeper? And I think that's difficult. And I've only really ever seen that example with like Tyler Perry. um, And Ratman obviously is well on his way. But it's tricky. And I think that's why you see a lot of music artists as well transitioning. Like they get to a place in their music careers and then they transition to film, which I always think is really interesting, um, how they do that leap. And I always wonder, is that something they've always wanted to do? But it's just, it's so hard to be a black filmmaker. Like, it's so hard to to make money from it, let alone pay people to be in your film. Like, it's really difficult.
0: Yeah, and that's why you see so many people, like, making their own. Like, mm. you said Tan Perry, and, like, we've talked about Issa Rose. It's really, like, for you to get to the space where you can bring other people in, you have to, I mean, at least own your production company or just own, have ownership. And it just... Uh, because as someone who wants to get into film and TV, it's always as a writer, it's always interesting because I I listen and I, I I read like a lot of people's experiences and stories as Black people coming up in the industry, and they talk about this. They talk about the fact that I mean they see like white counterparts like zooming like way further ahead because of the connections they have with family mm-hmm. and all that, and then they've had to like dip in and out and try and find other ways or make it on their own. And it, I feel that because I've had experiences where, like, I think sometimes it's also not just like family; it's also for them. So, like, one time I went for an interview for a production company, and it was like uh, I was in front of like this white guy, and I, apparently it came down between me and this other and like a white guy. And when I asked, "Oh, why didn't I get it?" he was like, "Oh, you know, the other guy just seemed like he was more." That you that's know, it. Right, and you know his his goals for the job seem like what he wanted to do in the job seem more like aligned with us whereas you seem more interested a bit more in the writing side and I was like I mean okay that's fair in a way but at the same time I was like nah this isn't I don't know I don't know fully about this and me I'm always like trying to give people a little bit benefit of the doubt I'm like oh no it seems like you kind of just wanted someone who kind of fits into this idea or maybe you felt a bit more familiarity with or you kind of enjoyed and it just it just it kind of showed me that it's not going to be it's not going to be the easiest climb to get into this industry but what I'm happy and lucky to have found is like friends and people I've made connections with who've Mm. kind of found their way in and who are always willing to reach out and that's something someone I kind of like I look to advice for tells me a lot she's like you have to pass it along next person who comes after you you have to pass along to them just like I'm passing along to you. And it has to be like this continuous cycle of like bringing each other in and pulling each other up. Good karma is always- a real thing. Something yeah. I like firmly believe in. Like so many people have shown me love,
1: like so far on my podcasting journey, making a documentary for the BBC, that was someone that showed me love, like that believed in my ideas. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have made it. So I'm always, I, I'm all, I always think like I see I've, I remember before I even made a podcast I reached out to a few people who were so defensive and like didn't want to talk to me and didn't want to help and that's fine but it's also like if you're you treat people how you want to be treated that's just like the way I look at life so I needed help and someone helps me so why would I not help someone else what am I losing nothing because everyone's power is themselves so like That's what's unique about me. That's what's unique about you. I sound like some black pastor right now. Mad. No, no, I'm relaxing,
0: yes. Yes. Everyone's (laughs) write this down. This is notes.
1: But it's true. That's why that's why I'm so keen and open all the time to share knowledge and advice because there's only one of me and there's only one of you. So what am I worried about? There's enough room anyway, but also you can't replicate someone else, no matter how hard you try. Like you always have to be you and be authentic. So you know there's no harm in sharing knowledge why can't we all make it he wants to be at the top on their own not me it's boring
0: it's so true I never like that whole idea of um there can only be one or like uh what was our listeners I think I was reading or watching something recently and they were talking about how like oh there used to be this mentality of like there can only be one Black person in the room or, you know, you're going to have to fight for this role. And I've moved away from that. And I was so glad when I heard that because I'm like, yeah, we have to move away from this idea that, like, systems have put in front of us and told us that there can only be one of us in a room at a time because that helps none of us. And at the same time, you don't get that many perspectives. And then at the same time, you're also stepping on other people to get to where you're at. So, yeah, destroy the idea of that there can only be one and push on forward i fully agree
1: also collaboration is like so key and Mm. i think that's also something that i think millennials and gen z are really good at and really bad at and i say that because we are so open as creatives to collaborate and work with people but then people get really um protective over ownership and then all of a sudden no you didn't help me with that you didn't help and I hate that I just think collaborate and people will be respectful and you get credit where credit's due like collaboration is so good to help you grow and share your knowledge and skills so I'm always down to collaborate as well with people I think it's really key and also so transitioning what, like
0: so your... what are some things you... Go on. oh sorry no there's a little bit of a lag between the video and the oh.
1: what you saying I was saying like you're an example like you're a writer but you also now do podcasting like but Shet like I'm I'm sure like you spoke to people that would have like do you know what I mean I've just made that up that might not be true (laughs) (laughs) I've just really assumed that that could be a lie
0: (laughs) um Wait, that did you assume that I spoke to people like, about
1: did, did you speak to people about like getting into podcasting or like did you go to workshops or did you
0: like yeah, I, a, kind of, of I think because I've done I did student radio before, like I was telling you. So I had some experience with that. Um and then I went to workshops and I had kind of training surrounding that. And then I kind of Yeah, and then the sounds sounds and colour and just meeting up with people from who do different forms of radio and audio it kind of got me yeah it's weird I'm reflecting I'm like oh yeah I've actually done a lot of research before I actually starting this and I kind of thought I just started this on a whim <laughs> I literally went I was like yeah sure why not do this but yeah before getting into this podcast there was actually a lot of steps before that I did not think about but yeah um yeah so I guess I have I've talked to some people I did kind of research into the audio space in general like in terms of radio and podcasting and it all kind of led to what I'm doing now it wasn't necessarily to do this but it was like an experience and a learning curve I guess this is what sorry I'm reflecting on my life no
1: it's good
0: but um you mentioned collaborating so uh, what are things that you've collaborated on with people because you also mentioned a bbc documentary that you did as well
1: yeah so i made a bc bgc well a bbc doc for fallen tree productions um which is a production company and mark thompson who is a really amazing poet so we all collaborated on this project um about the new crossfire Um, That happened in 1981, where 14 black teenagers died in a house fire in New Cross. None of the Bereese families ever got any justice, um, but it did lead to the People's Day of Action, which really helped to improve black British race relations. Um, It's a really, really important story. Not enough people know about it. And I was just really passionate to platform it. And so was Falling Tree. So it worked really well. And um, it turned out really good. We've had so many nice compliments and really good feedback. It was in The Observer. It was in The New Statesman being featured. So, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, And also, it's about being Black and British. And, like, that's so important to me. Like, platforming those stories is what I'm really passionate about. So, yeah, I was happy with it.
0: That's so great. And wasn't the anniversary of the New Crossfire, like, this week?
1: Yeah, it was on Monday. yeah Yeah, 40 years which is crazy
0: it's mad to think about
1: yeah it's good as well because in um small acts they kind of mentioned it a bit and I think that was good because it really like opened people's eyes to like so many wild things that happened back then people were like I don't know racism went this far back I'm like hon yeah (laughs) it did
0: yeah, people, people seem to think they just popped up like in 2020, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's sarcasm if people listening can't <laughs> tell. Um, what do yeah, you think no, I've, all that? speaking, I've, history, been, what do you think? I've oh, what was it? I watched Mangrove and I'm mm. currently watching um, Lover's Rock because oh, I kind of. I was I was literally, I think I saved them all until they all came out and then I was like okay I'm gonna watch them over New Year's and I got really busy so I watched Mangrove like right before Christmas and I was just uh, honestly I just I loved it. And the thing was because obviously it's based in like um mangrove is based like in this really like Prolific case. I then started doing all this other research around it. And you know, when you're watching a show and you're also on Wikipedia, it was kind of like one of those. Like, I was <laughs> looking up at the screen, I was like, pause. And then I did like some extra bits of research. But I really enjoyed it. And I know Lover's Rock is really good. And what I love is like black love stories. So I'm really excited to watch this. Like, because I love stories where there's black people and it's not necessarily trauma and you just see two people like falling in love. So I can't wait. I'm going to watch Lover's Rock. um, And then the rest of them but when I saw I think I was I was following the promo each week when it came out and I was just looking at it and like just seeing everyone's excitement about it and all the posts I was just I was getting involved even though I hadn't watched them all yet and I was like this is this is like literally the best thing I love it and yeah I don't know if uh, I don't oh uh, yeah sorry I keep, I'm just thinking about the first episode because I watched part of it with my parents as well and they were getting really into it too yeah and I was like yeah this is this is like something you would have experienced or like lived in or around around that time so I was fully thinking like fuck yeah man this is real I've watched it with you know, my I mom as well
1: know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean no I watched it with my mom as well and it was really interesting like she's never kind of shared those stories of me like how she was at those kind of raves when she was younger and like she went to the mangrove and things like that like she's never shared those stories with me so watching it with her and like having her open up a bit about what it was really like was really interesting and like she my mom is um half Indian half black so when she was younger she had really long long hair and like the white kids used to tie her hair to the back of the chair they used to chase her down the street. So like she also experienced racism really badly as a young child. And I think sometimes those kind of programs um, allow people space to feel comfortable enough to talk about how they feel. And I think that was really nice. I think seeing her watching it, seeing her relate to it and also like Love is Rock when you watch it is so fun. And she had so much fun watching it. And I was like, this is cute this is what it's about like this is what like good documentary film is all about is like provoking emotion in people um and it was really nice to see and also oh, yes we love black love brown sugar best film ever
0: i'm obsessed okay. i watched it for the first time <laughs> last year and i was literally in my bed like this is the best thing ever. The best i was thing. just it, i was just watching it like oh my gosh, these people are so beautiful and so fine, and this <laughs> is long, and oh my goodness. <laughs> and really I finally crazy. got to see, like, the iconic scene where he literally says, like, ding, ding, my divorce, yes. or whatever.
1: <laughs> Can we just take a minute to say, like, how iconic Tay Diggs is? Because I feel like he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Like, first of all, he's, you like, I
0: don't know he, I'll allow it the man is fine and also he's just been he's been around for time like in black film black tv just yeah, everywhere to be honest yeah
1: he's great that yeah. but that is my favorite that's my favorite type of acting like that he's done is in that film and also like I just love it like I just love everything about it and it's got um he's the other guy is it Kojo the really tall handsome um guy that oh yeah
0: Boris yeah yeah,
1: gorgeous man I mean wow fantastic
0: yeah he's um what, what is he mentioned Nicole Ari Parker who yeah. I don't know
1: what she was in she, yes, like right? I can't remember what else she's been in but she's been, she has been in a few things yeah I and Queen Latifah's in sure. it which is fun
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. I might actually rewatch that. It's weird. I watched like a lot of classics last year because obviously I had the time. Uh, I watched Bend It Like Beckham for the first time last year as well. Oh my God. I love um, that film. Yeah. Again, another film I was sitting in my room like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> Why have I never seen this before?
1: It touches um, on so many unexpected themes, like, especially for that yeah. time. I was surprised how big it got, to be honest, because, like, still when Same. it was made, Like, those subjects were still so touch and go. Racism was more prevalent than it is now. Like, not as um, polite. It was definitely more outright. So it was interesting that it went, it got so big. But it's testament to how many people, I guess, want to be progressive,
0: which is Mm. good. It's interesting to think about, yeah, because I I think I always heard about how good it was, but I kind of just put it to the back of my mind as like, oh, it's one of those British classics, and I probably won't relate to it as much. Yeah, but I've watched the director's other films, but I just never watched Brendan Like Beckham*, so this is, this is like my first time seeing it. I just I really enjoyed it. I think that's like a really good example of someone putting like their culture and who they are into film, and like it just being like this is me and i'm just telling my story and people like just generally picking it up and relating to it or just watching it and consuming it and again another example to like big tv execs that we don't have to appeal to this like white idea of like oh people will understand we have to like make them understand us it can just be us yeah and people can watch it and it's fine a hundred percent have
1: you seen that um bbc sounds doc uh series? it's a pilot it's called your 20s or something Mm, no I feel like you would like it um I'm gonna send you a link after
0: thank you you. I'm I'm all about podcast recommendations um okay and I got this now I got distracted by (laughs) him.
1: oh my god Uh, really no like never in my life I have a boyfriend of like three years
0: Oh, okay, so I'm guessing you met him in person.
1: Yeah, lucky <laughs> like, for me, I did. How is it being in a pandemic um, because you can't meet them? Well, you can, but for a walk. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: I mean, last year was 2020. I'm gonna start saying 2020 that little bit of time where things kind of opened up again that was like my peak meeting actual people in person and then when things closed up again I was kind of like I'm not really bothered so I've had the app on my phone but I haven't really been checking it I just unpaused my account like a week or two ago and then I was like oh yeah I guess I could talk to people again and again I I feel like I'm not bothered (laughs) it's really I think because it just feels like a continuous pen pal situation because I'm like I don't know I'm going to meet you in person you don't know where you're going to meet me in person so we're just back and forth and I'd really just like to meet you and see if this is going to be anything or not yeah
1: of course I mean it would be really cool if someone that was interested in you was creative you should look for that. There'll be someone that, like, really wants to meet up and he'll be really creative about it. And I think that could be a good sign. Mm. Maybe he'll, wow, like, really... throw rocks at your window or something. Or wow. Or, like, something else.
0: You know? me yeah. would, would, <laughs> would love that. You're literally, you literally just come on the podcast and you're, like, you're putting out the good dating energy out there for me. I think you're accept yes. it, please. Everyone deserves it.
1: Love is Love is
0: great. How did you meet your boyfriend?
1: I met my boyfriend at wireless festival in a party next door tent and yeah and he was like I could like see him out the corner of my eye he was with his friends I was with my friends I was like oh he's cute and we didn't really say anything to each other we just kind of like like stared at each other for a bit then when we got out of the tent we was chatting and we didn't get together straight away that was like 2018 when we met um Mm. so we were friends for quite a while and then the time was just right like he was ready for a relationship I was ready and then it was just really good timing for us I think which is I think so important like just never rush it if it's not right don't force it you never know what could happen in the future and very true it's my person so I'm happy and I, am so, so soppy, Honestly, my uh, friends
0: always make fun of me. No, yeah, I love that. It's, some, my, you're my person. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> because that's that's what you want. You want someone who's your person. Yeah,
1: and it will be. I know it's so cliche, but honestly, when you're least expecting it, and when it's someone you're really comfortable with, it will just mm. be vibes. I feel like yeah. Instagram is such like a false reality of like what it means to be in a relationship these days. Like just just like go out and vibe with the person. Like you don't have to fucking film it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, so Michael B. Jordan won't take me on a holiday <laughs> to, <laughs> to Bali and you know, just stick his tongue out at me on a surfboard. Okay, cool. I mean I could dream, but never mind. What's your thought what are your thoughts on that? I've seen oh, some very interesting Don't tell me one of the people who think it's fake. <laughs> No, that's real. Okay, real. I think. Oh no, no. I think it's real. I definitely I think, think it's real. I don't think either of them has time to bother with a fake relationship. I mean, oh. I don't know them personally, but at the same time, I'm like, okay. So he didn't grab her boob with like all the vim in the world, but you know, it doesn't mean the man doesn't like her.
1: People are so crazy. I love the internet. I love like people really are like will make a whole conspiracy theory out of like his hand angle, like
0: what you know what i zoomed in and then i was like okay i see people's point it's kind of yes. half-hearted but at the same time i was like but come on it's his hand <laughs> maybe he was like oh her dad might see this i don't want to do too much
1: <laughs> no i'm happy for them they look really happy they're, and they're, they're so cute like they're this beautiful be yeah. modern, like, Rory Harvey, like gorgeous he's like a dream <laughs> she's a dream
0: Man has dimples. He's like, like full smile he's very
1: handsome. That's very, that's yeah. like top tier. Black men are top tier, basically, is what I'm trying to say. All of them. Um, fantastic um fantastic.
0: Oh, so is your boyfriend black?
1: Yes. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, going to be all- <laughs> 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 if I was like, no, he's Irish. Imagine that would be so good. Um, no, he's half Zimbabwean and half Nigerian.
0: Hey, Ganga. Gang. Yeah. Ah, uh, my people, you never what's, tire. What's
1: your ideal time? If you if you had like oh, to,
0: you and my therapist on the same way. <laughs> <laughs> she literally asked. Me, I mean, she Did didn't she? ask me that way. She didn't ask me that way. But um, I I started therapy a few weeks ago, and not it's not even a few weeks. I'm almost at the end of the cycle. But she, <laughs> we started talking about like love and things like that, and she was like, "But what do you actually want in a person?" I was like, "I don't know." I, I think that's what thing. I don't think I have an ideal type I think I'm just and there's something she was like that might not be the best thing I I feel like I'm really just go with the flowy it's like if we connect we just we connect mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking for I'm looking for like a good connection a good vibe obviously you have to be nice treat me nice of course be nice to people um but yeah, it's just, I think it's just something, you know, when you just meet someone and you instantly, there's that click, like, I don't know if it's like the banter or just the connection or just something on a level, you guys connect. And then also, if we have things in common, that oh, would be great too. Like, I mean, we don't need to love everything the same, but if we have at least some similar interest, I'd love that as well. Like a baking buddy or someone who, you know, yeah. is also into a like, podcast. Oh yeah, I love to bake. So... <laughs> And yeah, I did, so yeah, so I mean, also, handsome. I'm not, please, if you look good, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, nice teeth, you know, nice smile, good, looks good your smile. Skin.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, mate, I'm such a sucker for white, like bright white smile, or like a just like a confident guy, not confident, mm-hmm. you know, but quiet, confident, there's, a yeah, there's a
0: difference, yeah, there's a difference, yeah.
1: I literally love that and I love seeing how guys interact with their friends I think that's so telling like not necessarily how like how they are with me around them but seeing like you don't often see guys like caring for one another and I think that's really nice when you see those relationships and I was like oh, like th- those are really nice like good
0: yeah. yeah when it's the sweetest thing when like <laughs> you know and they're like oh, I'm trying to be like you bro and I'm like Oh, thank you <laughs> you guys are so sweet stop it you love each other <laughs> I love it thank yeah you. yeah but you know anyone listening if you know um, a Michael B. Jordan type <laughs> he also fits the rest of the criteria send them my way
1: you will definitely obviously
0: you. not not physically because you know panoramic but of course. give them this podcast but yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, bless
0: you. Uh, you know, I'm just here trying. <laughs> I mean the whole no, the whole aim of this thing is to find some I'm I'm actually joking. I am actually okay, please. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're definitely an in-person girl. I can tell that you're about catching the vibes. You
0: know? Yeah, I think that's why I always seem to connect with people at parties rather than at clubs. Because yeah. I do well at par- I do well at like you know, connecting with quick with people <laughs> at parties. Party yeah, yeah, house parties. But in clubs, it's just like, I guess I'm just here to dance because I can't feel your vibe, you can't feel my vibe. Too loud. Yeah. I do can I do miss it though.
1: Oh my god, I really miss just being able to go out spontaneously, like, oh there's a house party up your road, like should we go? Or like I don't know. Should we go to Shoreditch? When is the next time I will hear those words?
0: Oh, I don't... <laughs> She's having a moment, people. <laughs> just put her hand in front of her mouth and just looked into the distance. You I know I what's name?
1: Festivals. Like I didn't. This was the first year since I've turned sixteen that I haven't been to a festival. Well, last year, twenty twenty. Mm, yeah. yeah. I really love festivals. I love festivals. I really wanted to go to. Um, Oh my god, I've forgotten the name now. The festival in Miami. I've forgotten the name. It's like it's basically just rap music. I really Rolling Loud. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah. Maybe in
0: five years. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think twenty ever, people are people are sounding kind of hopeful, but I don't think twenty twenty one. All you people who bought tickets for Afro Nation twenty twenty one. I don't yeah, know I what do to imagine.
1: say. HP. Why did people do that? Why?
0: Someone, Someone I went on a date with tried to encourage me, it was like, Yeah, just get your Afro-Nation ticket. And I was looking at him like, hm, no. What? He loved your <laughs> no. He bought his and I was like, hm, good luck. It's, <laughs> it's fine. No, did you but go um, Afronition? I was I the only thing I was looking forward to no, I have I did actually want to go. It's Same. um it looked good. Uh, I mean, the lineup did looks really good, but at the same time, I just don't want to spend that money and then go through the whole Wahala well, everyone went through last year with trying to get their refund. Forget
1: that. It just that. seems long.
0: Mm, yeah. But, um. so I actually was listening to one of your episodes mm. and I was really interested in the um Black Voices um thing that you're doing. I think I was listening to oh what was I listening to? Let me go through my history. Um so I started the should we legalize cannabis one. Oh yeah. Which is the orig- which is like the regular yeah.
1: episode I, But OG I listened
0: to. <laughs> I listened to the one um the first episode of the Black Voices collection which is about like um uh, what was the guest's name? Oh, Sorry. Yeah, where he was talking about um, black cartoon characters and representation and like, My Wife and Kids. And I saw that, I I listened to it, I just really resonated with it because I feel that. He was talking about Static Shock, and that was my favourite. Yeah. That was my favourite cartoon (laughs) when I was younger.
1: My Wife and Kids was literally, like, such beautiful representation for me. Like, I just grew up in a single-parent household, but seeing those images was like really nice for someone that didn't have like a dad around because on like your BBC channels you don't see that in that context in someone that is providing for their family not only that like he's mad successful Michael Kyle and I miss that show every day of my life I miss it like it was so good I don't know why it had to come to an end have you seen Katie why is she 30 or however old she is yeah She's big. <laughs> I'm so confused. I watched this. She's a grown. She's a like, she's, like, why, why, why? she's got boobs. Everything. But well, she did some me. Yeah, she's living things. life. I was like, Katie.
0: No. <laughs> what is this? She, yeah, she. I think she's on a BET show. I feel. Oh I feel wow. Like I heard that. Like she's still acting. Yeah. Um. And someone said like, oh yeah, she's the love interest, and they were like, the sex scenes were weird. Yeah. I like you people need to to get out of your head. She's not Katie anymore. She's a grown she woman.
1: Actually, said in the interview, she did an interview. She watched that. She did this. She's into fitness, and someone profiled her about fitness, and she said that she struggles to get roles because people see her as Katie
0: still. Which oh, sucks. That's Damn. Not- that's so. Yeah, that's kind of uh, uh that's a double edged thing because you yeah. have like you have this iconic like, character, but at the same time, you're not allowed to grow out of it. Ah. Uh,
1: I know, right? Also one-on-one.
0: I love that Yes, that's. But, okay, another thing I hated is the way that some of these shows ended. And I know it's because of their networks, pulling them. Have you seen the... um, Have you seen... How am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the one-on-one ending? The way it ended?
1: You'd have to remind me. I can't specifically remember... Did she go away?
0: Did she go abroad? Yes. She went to university in L.A., Oh, yeah, and was then that, I think they had like a season or two of that. But the last episode, and not really spoiler alert to anyone. So basically the main character was like saving her virginity till she met the right person. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, virginity is yeah. a social construct, whatever. Um, But she was saving it. <laughs> and so um, the last episode, it's a cliffhanger. She wakes up in bed and then they pan the camera to the left. And it's next to it, her... Right? nope is Ray J
1: what oh my because god because Ray do- J was a character what? in 101
0: in the last season and I screamed I was watching it like ew no, no. no. so and Arnez obviously went to university with her but they'd broken up at this time but there was this whole like "Well, they weren't they so obviously everyone was assuming it would be her and Arnaz, but then you just see Ray J's arm kind of come across her and I was like what
1: <laughs> I cannot even cope with that. I can't cope. Yeah, I, I actually looked her up on Instagram. Oh yeah, Brianna, and she's like, she's done other stuff. Like, I've, yeah, yeah. I was randomly thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder what she does now. But she's got like a little girl, literally her twin, which is cr- even more crazy. Well, not really. Yeah. Teenager, but you know when you see people and you're like, oh my god, your kid looks just like you. Why?
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah. She looks the same. Was, yeah, yeah, I follow her on. What was that? I follow her on Twitter and Instagram? And I know she was on Insecure like the last season. Yeah. And that episode when she came, and I was like, oh yeah, she's she's still doing good, which is good. Yeah. It's weird. A lot yeah. of iconic. Yeah, a lot of iconic. Um, a lot of iconic like black shows as well like sometimes I just randomly think about them and I google and see what the char- what the actors are up to and it's kind of nice when you're like oh yeah you guys are still doing good I like that 100% I always feel
1: like um you know like white actors especially British ones when you see them in films it's like you're almost guaranteed to see them in something else when they're older and I, I always feel like it's not the same for black actors, especially like American ones, like people you've really like cling on to as a child. And then they it never progresses. And I think that's such yeah. a thing, especially in that era, that like 90s, early 2000s, it was like a lot harder to like pave your way um than it is now. So even like um Corey Massey, like, hi guys, that's so raven. Yeah. Then, do you remember that? He had a spin-off show. I can't remember what it's called oh my god Cory in
0: the house when he lived in, in the White House oh my
1: god. best show ever oh my god I loved Cory in the house such a fun uh-huh. time and do you remember yeah. that show? not sister sister but it was like the little brother TJ
0: yeah smart guy oh
1: my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What a fantastic show. Seriously. Yeah. Apparently
0: he doesn't like you when you call him TJ. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> no, not Sorry. TJ, but um, <laughs> TJ Henderson or something. No, no, no. Um, he wa- I don't know if you'll hear this, but like um, someone I follow, like they called- they kept on calling him TJ and then he blocked them or something like that. Oh, my but, God. But you know, uh, that is um, wild. <laughs> I guess he just doesn't like <laughs> That
1: is jokes.
0: Oh, my God. No, you've got me no, you've got me thinking now about like classic TV. Oh, what was um yeah, did you watch Ma- did, did you watch Marisha? Obviously it's on Netflix oh, now. Cool. But you watch- yeah,
1: and um Meet the Parkers. Another classic yes,
0: movie. the Parkers. Ah. Oh. That's one of those ones, like they had all of these shows on YouTube because we didn't have trouble, like when trouble got yanked away from us. And that was like YouTube was just where I watched all of these, like Sister Sister, The Parkers, Marisha. Do you remember the- Cuts?
1: Did you ever watch Cuts of Marcus Houston? Oh, that
0: was the spin-off of... Um... I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am so, like, literally, that's how I spent my life when I was a child Is watching TV. Like, I love Cuts, I love Girlfriends.
0: Girlfriends, yeah. Um, did you ever see Half and Half?
1: I feel like the name rings a bell, but I can't remember yeah. it.
0: It has... Um, I don't know if you've seen The Craft. I haven't seen The Craft. I just know the Black... Witch in the craft is one of the actors. Oh, it's and so then
1: Lovecraft this- that people keep talking about.
0: No, 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 no. but know. that's another thing I need to actually watch. But, um, uh, and then it has okay, so in Smart Guy, TJ's sister, the older sister, she's in Half and Half. This isn't an, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> please <add> us. <laughs> at us f- at hashtag from home podcast. I'll, I'll send you a link I won't send you an actual link to the show But I'll send you a picture You might get what I mean But yeah um, That was okay I saw I watched that on YouTube too But yeah YouTube just used to be like Where all the shows were When everything got taken away Because Trouble literally just Disappeared I know And so it was sad. like Yeah
1: I still feel like there's space For like a Black entertainment channel Like I know we have PT mm. But I, st- I always mm. think It's not enough Especially like yeah. How iconic to have something like that On British TV Like that
0: would be sick. I feel like that's what... Happened.
1: Writer, film
0: lady. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. At <laughs> first <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, wait, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> You know what? Yes, I am. I'm doing it. I'm working towards it. Yes. Come back to this podcast in a few years' time and you'll hear it. I said it here. Cherise also proclaimed it, so it has to Amen. happen oh amen and hallelujah well, you um
1: like affirmations or anything like that
0: um not really I just try and maintain a kind of general positive attitude yeah but um I feel like affirmations are good I've just never really done them
1: I've been I'm literally just brought up because I have this thing on my wall called miracle morning which I'm I've just kind of got into um I'm really in my spiritual back right now, but basically getting up at like 5am and meditating, reading like 10 pages of a book, journaling, looking at my goals and affirmations and getting myself into like a positive headspace. And it's had such like a positive impact on me. Um, And I highly recommend you don't have to get up at five. You can get up later. Um, But it's, you know, in the pandemic, I think it's, everyone needs to kind of shake things up. Like I've got to, I got to a point where I just was not being productive. I felt kind of not my usual self. Um, And yeah, I just, I think it's good to kind of, it's it's made a difference to my productivity in terms of, I've just felt resilient throughout the day. And I think sometimes that can be hard when you don't have like something to look forward to.
0: Also, I actually I like that because I I try to start this year like mapping out my goals and what I want to do and planning. But I think I haven't really spent time like looking back on them and like properly thinking through them. It's kind of like I put them. I've got this really good journal. I keep telling everyone about a planner that has everything split into like quarters. So I have like the first twelve weeks of this year, then the next twelve weeks, and the next twelve, the next twelve weeks, and it's like. I have my goals I want to achieve in the overall year but it helps me to break them down by a quarter but what, I, what I haven't really been doing is like looking back and reflecting on and reminding myself of why these goals are important and what I want to achieve so I actually might start doing that because I like the like the idea of sitting with everything and kind of like journaling which I've also been trying to get into and like reflecting and thinking about what I want to take into this day and also everything it's like kind of like a nice um just like coming back to yourself and like focusing on you before you head out into the world which is really important
1: 100% also with that being like the the first things you do and not going on like socials or anything I think it makes like such a big difference to where your focus is for the rest of the day
0: yeah I've noticed every time I open my app and I'm on Twitter like first thing in the morning it's just my mood is already set yeah I usually (laughs) see something I usually see something that puts me in a bad mood (laughs) so I'm like yeah, this yeah, this isn't really a good way to start my day. That's probably why my mom would always used to tell me like the first thing you do in the morning is read your bible. And then oh. when I got older and I was like no one no one's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but actually that's probably a good thing to do. Cuz it put me you know, it set me up, yeah.
1: 100%. It's all about mindset. I feel like the more kind of reading I do around the subjects I'm like it's really good to kind of have like that mamba kind of mentality like rop kobe bryant because it really helps you to stay focused on stuff also just blocking out the noise i think it's so hard to do that as someone who's in our age group like so much noise
0: yeah there's a lot of just everything coming and if you think about how how long we spend like looking at screens and phones and just being so tuned into the world we never really have a moment to just lie there or sit there and just think 100% you mentioned um spiritual like spirituality what have you been doing like to get in touch with that as well
1: well when I say spirituality I think I mean more of like spiritual in the sense of like yoga and meditation which is something Uh I I never really tried until um quite recently only because I was just like yeah that's not for me like just brushing off for no reason but one thing I've been trying to do is practice stillness like I'm very good at making myself busy, and last year I was like, "I'm really busy," but what like is this in line with actually what, like anything that I want? Like, what am I doing? So that's something I really wanted to do in 2021 is just make a conscious effort that all the tasks that I'm doing, you're spending long periods of time on, are kind of they mean something. Like, do you know what I mean? I think it's really easy just to do stuff just because you want to look busy or you feel like you need to be doing stuff. So just trying to like get into that I just think it's a good habit to have
0: definitely I think Sorry, so you're just like dropping a bunch of gems and I'm like yeah yeah I'm just <laughs> taking taking these on <laughs> yeah uh it's it's really it's really weird because I was actually thinking about that a little while ago I was like all the creative things and things I'm trying to do this year is great but I actually have to make sure I want to be doing them and it's not just something that's kind of making me feel like oh I have things I'm doing because I feel like it's really because I'm freelance now and it's really easy for me to get into a space where I'm like I'm not doing anything oh my gosh I don't I don't have I don't have anything to do this is bad and instead of me like trying to put myself in a space of being busy actually put myself in a space of just doing the things I want to do and actually seeking out the things I want to do whether it's work or just things that I enjoy as well.
1: Also it's just like I think the more that you are self-aware, you're kind of even more focused ever before on your goals, but also you're not questioning yourself. And I think that's something that can slow you down. Like the more you question yourself or compare yourself to someone else or people, it just slows down your process. And I've been, um, someone that I would say to look up is like Lucy Sheridan. She's like um, I she's like a coach, life coach, but I follow her Instagram page and I find her really um inspirational. And I've been to a few of her, like she does like free talks and workshops on like goal setting and things like that. And I just found it really help- helpful. Sometimes you just need a new perspective and new energy. Um, And I think she at, at the time when I found her, I had been made redundant during the pandemic and I was just in a really weird Place And I just needed, to, like, just new energy, like a new perspective. And she really helped me to find that. And then, yeah, she's also got a really good book, which I'm currently reading. It's on my bed, along with um Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Um, I'm yet to open it because it just got delivered. But I'll be doing that this evening. So exciting times. I mean. Have you been ordering
0: a lot of books recently?
1: Not a lot of books, but I think I have been more conscious about making the time to read I would be lying if I said that I've always been a reader because I haven't but there's been some really it's been like a really interesting movement of people like celebrating books more and I think that's been really nice and enlightening for someone that maybe didn't take a massive interest which I wish I did earlier in mm. um, reading are you a reader oh you're a writer right so
0: you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that you must be yeah actually I've never thought about it I guess reading and writing do go hand in hand but yeah I do (laughs) I do love reading I definitely I am aware that I read a lot less than I used to because I have a phone and a laptop and I get easily distracted Um, but I'm trying to make more of an effort to keep on reading and I keep on ordering books and then I have books and then I keep on ordering books. So I'm a lot, I'm very much a book stacker and yeah. I'm trying to be like, okay, we're going to sit down every week and we're going to have an aim to get through at least some of this book, if not all of it. So yeah, one of my goals is to just keep on reading. Cause when I think about it, I definitely have, I used to be someone who would read a book a week and now I'm very much like, I need like a month because other things are just taking my... Other things are just taking my attention. Oh, my gosh, what's happened on Twitter? Oh, my gosh, what's going on Instagram? Oh, my gosh, Netflix released a new series. I can binge you, finally.
1: Netflix, like, changed everyone's life, literally.
0: Yeah. It's mad. Oh, it's so bad. I feel <laughs> it. And I watch my little cousin as well, and he's... Uh, four (laughs) yeah I remember your age um he's four and sometimes I'm like okay let's turn off um uh, Paw Patrol now and let's open this book and he's like no I want to watch Paw Patrol I'm like oh shit we're we're doing this to the children
1: (laughs) also like the amount of kids that are in tune with TikTok is wild to me like I was around a little girl before this national lockdown um and she it's like my boyfriend's mom's friend, um, friend's little girl. And as a joke, we would like sing a song and she would do like every TikTok dance. I'm like, how do you know this? Like every song, we sang about five songs. I was like, this is crazy. This is actually crazy. You're like seven.
0: I wonder if this is going to have a good, it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Because I feel like people were saying the same thing about us when we were watching TV mm-hmm. all the time and we were younger. And now we're looking at younger kids and we're like, oh, all this TikTok and stuff, you know, what it's going to do to you. But maybe it might have a positive effect. Maybe they'll have like really good reco- recollection. like yeah. mm-hmm. content creation. Oh. They're
1: going to be like, the- they're
0: all going to be content creators. Yeah, <laughs> we literally were birthing so nice. a whole generation of influencers.
1: <laughs> There's not enough free giveaways. I- there's not
0: enough for them um, hey I I won listen I won some hair on one and Spot. I was like yeah, actually. yeah it's the first time I won anything on Instagram I got like these really nice I kept them as well because they're really good so I, like I'm just gonna rewash them and also you know save the planet don't always yeah. hair. Um, so they're like these they're called spring twists and they're like these crochet and they're so soft and like they bounce and it's like a black owned hair shop as well yeah. and I won and I was like oh my gosh Oh my gosh, it's the first thing I've ever won on Instagram. So, yeah, they're great.
1: Sick. Damn, I'm going to end. I never enter. I'm always like,
0: see, see, that's what I'm saying. Just do it. You never know.
1: <laughs> I'm going to For sure. Since then, just,
0: since then, whenever someone's tagging me in a thing, I'm like, I'm not even mad because we might win this. It's yeah,
1: fine. 100%. <laughs> After the pandemic, I, I want to win a, a free trip. I would love that.
0: That would be so good. Not today. Where depart, would you go?
1: But somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to uh, go somewhere I've never been before maybe like Indonesia or Bali I've never been to Bali I do really want to go Um, and I love New York but obviously I feel like it's super dangerous at the moment, but hopefully it will improve. Yeah. yeah. Usually, if you're a tourist and you do
0: mm. there. Yeah. I've had some fun times there, but it's definitely like the centre. Actually, it's not even the centre. I think LA is like the centre now of COVID over there.
1: Crazy, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I feel like we've come full circle. We started talking about COVID, and now we're back talking about COVID.
1: This has been a I mean, lovely chat.
0: Oh, thank you for coming on. I honestly, I, I just saw your face, and I was like, I've seen Cherise before, but I don't <laughs> know where. And then we just, we just went on a journey of black TV and you know content creation, and it's been good, lovely. But um. Before we go, do you want to let the people know um, about your podcast or your content or who you are and like where they can follow you and find out more?
1: Definitely. So I have a podcast called Interconnected Voices, which is a politics podcast looking at news stories and things that don't get platformed enough, often focused on minorities and Black people. You should check it out on at interconnected.com underscore voices on Instagram and I often just chat about things politics on my Instagram as well at Aaliyah underscore sharice x I have some new content coming out very soon which is exciting it's not a secret but I'm not going to say what it is because I'm trying to be more ambiguous these days so there you go keep an eye on my Instagram in February who knows what you could see
0: like yeah, thanks for having me. Ooh, I had so much fun. No, that's great. I'm I'm in, I'm gonna follow the I'm gonna like keep my eyes peeled as well because now I'm now I'm interested. Um but anyway, thank you all for listening and I guess we'll see you next week. Bye.